Companies like Adidas, Salesforce, McDonald's, Coca-Cola are all dropping NFTs. Dragon, we got to break this down and make it simple. What do you say? Yeah, it can't be stopped. Let's get into it. NFTs are changing the world, and change can feel complicated and scary. But listen, you don't need a computer science degree. You don't need to learn how to code. You just need practical skills to win. If you are here, you are in the 1% of humans that are preparing for this major cultural shift. We're going to keep it fun. We're going to keep it light. We're going to make it practical. Welcome to NFTs Made Simple. Just a reminder, we are not financial advisors. This is not financial advice, and you should do your own research. Hey, let's get into it. All right, so Dragon, this is NFTs Made Simple, and what we're really looking to do in this show is break down how NFTs change our world, how they can be used in practical applications, and I think that there's no greater example than what's happening with big box brands, big box retailers. All these companies are getting into the NFT space, and I think that is going to open up a lot of people's eyes. It's one thing when you see these computer hackers building board apes and these 10,000 collections, but what we'd like what we're going to do in this episode and I think it's going to be really interesting is examining what the biggest brands in the world over the past 100 200 years are doing and how they're innovating in the NFT space and frankly I think how they're going to remain relevant it's kind of funny. We take for granted that a big brand will always be here. I think back to brands like Toys R Us or Blockbuster, and these brands are basically dead. AOL, MySpace, they were the biggest thing in the world, and now they're dead. Why is that? My opinion, failure to innovate, failure to change. And that's why I think looking at some of these brands today is going to be really interesting. Yeah. And it's interesting. I, I try to put myself in the position of these big brands that might've had a run in web two. And they also know about the things that you just spoke about blockbuster and toys R us. Like they're not stupid. They're, they know that they need to innovate and stuff like that. So I think what we're seeing right now is them saying like, if we don't get up, get in with the times right now and we don't innovate, we're going to be a toys R us or a blockbuster. So first of all, I think it's pretty plain to see and I know that you've got some great examples of that and I'll accent it. It's pretty plain to see that these like juggernaut companies, and I mean big, big companies, like just found out that, I don't know if you know this, but like Budweiser hired Gary V to to do a, a whole project with them because they're going to create the Budverse and all that stuff. Like, <laughs> the so, Budverse. Yeah, the Budverse, right? Well, do you remember the, what was the halftime show of the Super Bowl with the Budweiser? The, what was that called? When the bottles used to play a football game and we were all into it. But what we're seeing is we're seeing that innovation take place. And on the side of that, this whole flash in the pan thing with the way NFTs jumped onto the market and this potential winter that we're in, the public is settling back and saying, it, there's a lot of rumors now. NFTs were, it's not going to be a thing, just like what happened with the internet. Like it's almost identical what happened with yeah. the internet. So what I'm seeing now, and this is what this episode's about, is that these major companies that have lots and lots of money, they're showing that their innovative move right now is very much related with NFTs. 100%. And I think for businesses, it's the opportunity to be a huge differentiator. And again, and so I want to get right into it here. And what I would like to examine here is what are these brands doing? Because some of the, I think, projects that these big brands are working on are pretty like, pretty obvious, pretty obvious. And I'll give you an example. We could start with Nike. 
So Nike released the Nike Genesis Crypto Kicks about a year ago or so. And this was during the heyday of NFTs where people are just spending ungodly amounts of money for these digital images. And from what I can tell, Nike's first foray into the NFT world with these crypto kicks was basically just a piece of digital art. It was just a pair of digital sneakers. You couldn't actually physically wear them. And these these are selling for thousands and thousands of dollars. The average pair of sneakers, of digital sneakers, selling for $5,000 and $9,000. With the up the upside, someone paid $130,000 for a pair of the more rare virtual Nike sneakers. So I'm thinking to myself, like, holy crap, that's a lot of freaking money. I just, I don't fully understand why you'd be paying $130,000 for a pair of Nike sticker, Nike sneakers. I guess it's series one, so it's original, which is mm-hmm. attractive. But I feel like there's a lack of utility in these sneakers, at least. But again, it's level one. They're doing this when everything is brand new. They're experimenting. And well, it has, keep, people are paying $100,000 then. Keep something in mind, and you see it all over the internet, people buying like... And first of all, my philosophy, like when I say that I see someone like actually buy a pair of sneakers in a store, I'm not really sure if that's real. (laughs) That might be virtual reality as well. But you see all these videos of these guys that collect these rare pairs of sneakers. So just one food for thought before we move on to the next one is what's the difference, Mark, between me going and buying a pair of sneakers that I'm never going to wear because they're just collectibles and buying one as an NFT. It's the same thing. It's actually potentially more valuable because there's no wear and tear. Nobody's going to wear those rare Jordans or whatever they are. So it's the same thing. It's just a little bit more convenient. And then the idea of being able to remember something about an NFT is the creator of those sneakers doesn't get anything when there's a resale. But the creator of the NFT, if you buy this stupid expensive pair of sneakers and then you go sell it to somebody else, I cre- if I created that, if I'm Nike, I keep making money. So it actually in one sense seems like a better idea. Yeah, but what percentage of the population is buying sneakers just so they can put them in their dresser or their closet? A like A lot. Pretty, I think a pretty limited percentage, but listen, I don't want to discount the idea. I think it's interesting. The other, I, I think the, the secondary advantage I think to the consumer dragon is the airdrops, right? So maybe if you're an original Nike holder of the original Nike Genesis Crypto Kicks collection, maybe in a couple years, hey, by the way, we're sending out a pair of sneakers to everyone that owns this first pair. Or hey, we're opening up the new Nike Metaverse and you get a first you get a VIP ticket because you're a, a holder. So I think that's I think that's where a lot of these brands are going to go is by giving special special incentives, special brand deals to people that are involved in their NFT communities. I think that's kind of where they're going to be going. I want to shift to another example of hey, someone. Wait, let, me, let me just give you one little bit because yep. you, you tempted me and I went and looked it up. So here's the actual stuff. Right now, <laughs> this is crazy. Statistics recently published a report on athletic footwear, that market, specifically it's driven by the, this collection of rare sneakers, is now reached billion. So yeah, a couple people. Yeah. Small number, small numbers. I think another example, let's actually, let's take another example of another shoe company that I think is doing some pretty interesting things here as well. And that's Adidas. And I don't know about you dragon, but when I was growing up, Adidas were pretty, pretty popular shoe. They had that, they had the Samba shoe is black with the three white stripes, pretty popular shoe, right? 
Adidas is pretty, I don't know. I don't put Adidas in my top 10 sneaker companies now. I don't know about you, if you've owned Adidas, if you're big on Adidas, but at least here in the U.S., I don't find Adidas to be that much of a force in the marketplace. I'm actually a big Adidas guy. So so okay. it, it, it's kind of connected to collectors. Like I, I actually own a specific line of Adidas and I have them in eight different colors. <laughs> so, so you're talking to the wrong guy, but I understand like it's still niche markets. But once again, how does Adidas get a guy like Mark Savant to take note of them? Well, maybe it's by partnering with Board Ape Yacht Club or creating sure. a, their own drop. It's absolutely by innovating and trying new things. And Adidas in November of 2021 launched a space in the sandbox. The sandbox being a metaverse that's really dominated by NFTs, collaborating with companies like Atari, Smurfs, Walking Dead, Snoop Dogg is in there. A bunch of companies are in this virtual world, this sandbox. And Adidas opened up shop there, literally. And they have a shop there where you can go in and buy digital clothing for your avatar. You can buy sneakers, kicks, etc. And so I find that to be super interesting. It's a really cool way of connecting with a new generation, this young generation that maybe doesn't understand some of the things that we had grown up with. So I don't know. I, I'm really interested in what Adidas comes up with next. They also recently in January teamed up with Prada to launch a project built on the Polygon network that allows fans to actually create their own designs of NFTs, their own designs, designs of shoes. So it's much more immersive. It's much more meta, much more digital. It's kind of interesting. I'm very interested in what Adidas is doing. I think it's going to put them back on the map. Yeah. And you know what? You just said something that, that once again validated how we opened up the show is when you look at these and if you're kind of hedging for where to be investing or at least keeping your attention with cryptocurrency and NFTs and stuff like that right now, what's interesting is during this kind of flatlined potentially winter of cryptocurrency and NFTs or the marketplace in general, you're seeing pro projects like Mark just said that they're connected to Polygon. So it's like maybe you don't see that that stock or that cryptocurrency or NFT blowing up right now. But what I can tell you is, is that when a major brand that has millions of people or a major marketplace like the sneaker industry, when they actually make the move and the only way that you can purchase something is through the metaverse or through being a NFT holder, well, then all of a sudden you're going to see those things get stimulated. So once again, just another idea for our listeners that are kind of just trying to figure out where to keep their attention. I, it might be a good idea to find a company that you align with. Like I like Adidas. Mark's not a big Adidas fan. But if but I if I'm an Adidas person and I see that they have a project, I'm going to keep my eye on that. And that might and I'm not giving financial advice here, but that might be where I'm investing my money just because of brand recognition. Interesting. Let's actually segue that into that's I think that's a great point. Using NFTs to really galvanize and cement the love that your community has for your product. I want to talk about McDonald's. You may have heard of them. Pretty, pretty large restaurant you chain. You can't kill McDonald's, man. They're gonna they're gonna be around. They're gonna be around in the simulation world as well. Come on. <laughs> Dude, I was in in Rome about six years ago or so with my wife, and we were out outside the Pantheon, and guess what was right outside the Pantheon? Mickey D's right there. So you can eat your, your McCheeseburger or whatever right in front of the Pantheon. Pretty, pretty remarkable. Anyway, so one of the things that McDonald's done has done is they've made the McRib into this like 
cultural cult icon, the McRib, right? Yeah. I never Which actually Which is had pretty one. much like meat and candy, like somehow mixed <laughs> together. I've never actually had one, but when the end, when the McRib goes live and it, they actually start producing it, people go nuts. Yeah. And so in November of 2021, McDonald's released a limited edition run of some McRib NFT designs, just art. There's not a lot of artwork behind it. And they said, hey, anybody that retweets a particular tweet about the McRib being back, you're going to be entered into a raffle to earn this NFT, this McRib NFT. And they, they just went nuts. It just went nuts. Tens of thousands, tens of thousands of people sharing that the McRib is back and getting paid for their homage to the McRib. I think that's a pretty interesting marketing ploy. I don't know about you. Yeah, that's actually really interesting. And also, if you use the, the basic premises of marketing and advertising, things like scarcity and urgency and things like that, like right now, I'll give you an example of it. My kids, <clears throat> one of my kids is an Xbox player and the other one is a PlayStation kid. So PlayStation, to get a PlayStation 5, like you can get them now, but they're very, very expensive. And it's and there was a winter where you couldn't get them. So kids are just constantly on, on this waiting list of waiting for one of them to come through. So don't be foolish. PlayStation can make more PlayStation 5s. They're building urgency through scarcity. And I would, and remember something, all these kids live in the metaverse, the metaverse meaning all these games that they play. I mean, like my kids get great grades and they play sports, but everything else they do is game. Yeah. So I'm sure that you're going to see some sort of membership slash, you know, digital asset or something, or maybe even some sort of advancement in the game and owning a skin or something like that, that will grant you access to being the first to get these new upgrades of games. So they've got us by the balls, these companies. So there's one, one aspect of this is should we be interested in NFTs? And I already said, yeah, because it's inevitable. But the other one is if you understand supply and demand, there is a massive, massive demand right now, but a very, very low supply. So all of a sudden, if that supply unveils itself via the purchase of an NFT, you're going to see a run on NFTs. Hey, what's up? Mark here. Just want to take you on a quick break with a resource I think is really going to help you. Some of the concepts that we're covering in the show sound really complicated and really technical. But listen, you don't need to code. You don't need to get a master's degree in computer science. All you need to do is have the right resources. We're going to make it simple. We're going to make it easy. I've got a link below. Go to www.nftsmadesimple.com. That's nftsmadesimple.com. You're going to get a free cheat sheet there. It's 100% free. What are you waiting for? Go get the cheat sheet. It's gonna, We're going to break down some of the key definitions in the ways that are really practical and really simple. Go to nftsmadesimple.com right now to get your free cheat sheet. That's nftsmadesimple.com. All right, let's get back into the show. The other thing that we kind of briefly touched on before is this ability to do what's called an airdrop, which means anybody that owns an NFT is automatically, you can automatically write code to deliver more NFTs to them more value, more products. And a company that actually did this is Coca-Cola. Again, maybe you've heard of them. Coca-Cola, anyone heard of them? So in July of 2020, July of 2021, they released an NFT. It's just art, just pieces of digital art. But what they did shortly thereafter that is they started doing airdrops. So they're airdropping more benefits, more value. They're building up a, like a, a jacket, something that you can wear in Decentraland 
which is another metaverse similar to the Sandbox. I think they're two of the bigger ones now. But even Coca-Cola getting into the game. And when I think about Collectibles Dragon, and a lot of NFTs are revolved solely around money. I'm more on the utility side as you are, but the money is certainly important. When you look at collectibles, which collectibles are always the most valuable? Is it the most recent or is it the OG? And I think this is a really special time. I think that in 20 years, we're going to look back or 30 years, we're going to be talking to our kids, our grandkids and be like, I had the chance to own that Coca-Cola NFT and boy, did I miss out. I just think that the amount of conversations are going to be had about I could have bought that NFT and I didn't is going to be just enormous. Well, you bring up an interesting point. If we go 20 years into the future and we, let's say we had the ability to go 20 years in the future, is it the Coca-Cola? Is it the big brand name that hit it? Or is it a company that we don't even currently know? Or is it one that you know, but it's just not on your radar right now? So because, and we were talking about this in the pregame, because of the fact that Web3 and Metaverse and all of these things are so new and they're ill-defined right now, it's hard. There's no, we interview a lot of people and nobody really knows, like there's no genius out there that's predicting. There's no Nostradamus of cryptocurrency and NFTs out there because we really don't know because it's ill-defined. I just, uh, I just came across another one just to expose utility slash community. The, the famous music festival Coachella, most, I, my grandparents probably even know what that is now. So they dropped, I think they dropped 10 NFTs and two of them just sold, which grant you lifetime access to Coachella. So I don't know how much Coachella costs, but I would assume that what it means is you get lifetime access and also some sort of awesome experience, but they each went. So here we are during the winter, right? They each went for 250 grand. Yeah. So that's somebody that that's a membership thing and that's a flex thing as well. So interesting. Yeah. 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 I don't want to get too much into the finances, but I think that there's a lot of crypto money out there. A lot of, let me put it this way, straight up dumb crypto money. Some some kids that don't, they just don't have a lot of experience in finance and interest and especially not in the digital age, but they were first. They were experimenting. They got super rich. They don't know what to spend their money on. So 600000 for a Lamborghini art NFT, sure, why not? Although I love what Coachella did there. Lifetime tickets for two hundred fifty grand. If you're into Coachella, that's probably not bad considering there can be extra value layered on in the future. And don't forget, as we're talking about big brands, don't forget about like Sotheby's and Christie's. That's a big thing. Board Apes have been sold through them and this famous one that was sold, the Beeple's one. We forget about the connection between that and companies that are at the top, top, top of selling physical art projects and stuff and collectibles. So what's interesting about that is, is when you see them like, you know, Christie's and Sotheby's selling NFTs, that that's a big statement right there. And I think that kind of went over people's heads. They were so focused on how much Beeple's got for his NFT that you forget how it was sold. It was sold through, I believe it was Christie's that one or Sotheby's. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was the first sold on Christie's. So that that's an interesting point because there's another company that I've that really jumped out to me called Salesforce. And most people may you may or may not know what Salesforce is, but is the largest in my opinion, maybe not in my opinion, but it's a, an absolutely huge tech company that develops customer relationship management softwares for big big companies. So you think of like the biggest companies in the world. I don't want to just spout them out. State Farm, for example, uses the Salesforce platform, but there's a lot of large companies that do. And Salesforce 
is developing a, a program, a software, a community where you can develop and sell your NFT, NFTs. You can connect with other online communities. You can collect product data. So you talk about Sotheby's, Christie's, these kind of like marketplaces that are developing are developing a hub for NFT collectors, sellers, creators. Salesforce is, a, is I mean, that's a pretty freaking big game changer in my mind. I don't know what that's going to look like. But right now, if you're developing an NFT, you're like, oh, I have to develop it on this Ethereum blockchain, this NFT blockchain. Well, now if I can go to Salesforce and use this like clean drag and drop type of system, that makes it a lot easier. And I, I just want to kind of follow that up with, with one more quick thought. When the internet was first designed or created, like it was pretty complicated to develop a website. Not simple. Nowadays, you can set up a pretty good looking website in like 30 minutes. It's not hard. And seeing Salesforce get into the NFT game leads me to believe that the creation of NFTs is going to become more simple, more easy to execute over the coming years, which means it could be very valuable to businesses like yours, like mine, like the listeners here. So Salesforce yeah. getting into the NFT game now. And also one thing that I've just been curious about is, and this is like one of the areas that I look at as we look at the potentiality of currency changing I think it's inevitable that we're not going to have like nickels, quarters and dimes and pennies. And we're going to move to, and also paper money. We're just going to move to some sort of other currency and cryptocurrency and the blockchain just makes so much sense. But that being said, you can bet that like American Express, MasterCard and Visa, they're not just going to fold in, right? They're going to be involved in this. So as you start to watch what they're doing, you take Visa, for example, Visa does not currently have their own NFTs, or I'm sure they do. They're just probably waiting for the right thing. But but then again, you see Visa bought, because remember something, if you own a famous NFT, you can use it in your advertising to show that you're going with time. So Visa bought a $150,000 CryptoPunk. Yeah. So why would Visa do that if they're not planning something? So I just, what I, I just got the chills thinking, like, just as somebody that, likes the idea of knowing where to be, being in the room where it happens, quoting Hamilton. But I mean, there's probably more opportunity right now at a time where the world is pretty freaked out about life and inflation and war and all that stuff. I think there's probably never been a better time if you have the ability to make some investments right now, not giving people advice on that, but what would be a better time? Let's go 10 years into the future where everybody's got money. Who knows what money's going to even mean because kids are becoming billionaires now. Like maybe money is not as valuable as you think it is, but that's not going to be the good time to invest. It's right now. So it's just about listening to podcasts like this and being in the know like Mark and I are and just keeping your eye on things. And my only advice is keep your eye on things that you like that means something to you. That's yeah. how Gary Vee built this whole empire. Is he focused on things that he actually liked and he made a big business out of it. Yeah, you'll definitely feel better about it. You'll be experimenting. There's one more, there's actually a couple other projects I think are interesting. One of, the first, the, one of which is Louis Vuitton. Probably heard of him, pretty big brand. So Louis Vuitton in August of 2021 actually released a game. It's called Louis the Game. It's got over 2 million downloads at this point. And yeah, basically the premise of this game is you can take a walk through the 200 year history of Louis Vuitton, collecting items and NFTs along the way. Super interesting. I don't know how bullish I am on a fashion video game, but it's just another level of immersion for fans of your product. So I think that's interesting. 
Yeah, well, you can be sure that if you're in the metaverse one day and you have somehow through Louis Vuitton purchased a bag or some shoes or a belt that you're wearing in the metaverse, you could be sure that's going to happen. Because remember, fashion, fashion doesn't have to be something you physically hold. It's right. something that you're flexing. So I think fashion is going to be a major, major player. So I would keep my eye on Louis Vuitton. Yeah, 100%. It, uh, I think people are sleeping on fashion in the metaverse, for sure. The last, I think, interesting brand that I wanted to touch on here is Samsung. And the reason I find Samsung interesting is I was having a conversation with someone this past week about who's going to win the metaverse. Where are we going to be? Which metaverse are we going to be in? Because some of these metaverses are going to be dead. Some are going to be where everybody's spending time. And the conversation revolved around who's going to create it. And we were talking about Meta, Zuckerberg and Meta creating a metaverse. They're big in it. Obviously, they changed their freaking company name to Meta. I think Apple has the opportunity to be a big player. They just tend to just really innovate and, well, well, we'll see. But I think Apple has a good opportunity there. And then Samsung also, I think, is throwing its name in the mix as a hardware company for developing metaverses and virtual reality. But one of the things that they're doing here in 2022 is they're introducing the world's first TV screen-based NFT explorer and marketplace aggregator, which allows you to browse, purchase, and display your favorite NFT art on your television. And I think this is interesting because TVs have come a long way since the big boxes of my youth, because now you can stream, you can watch YouTube and all these different things. So it seems like a no brainer that you'd implement NFTs onto TV. Why not? And I think that's cool that they're making that move. Yeah. And the last thing that crosses my mind as we wrap up here is all of these people are going to be involved. You've got the, the, the tech companies that are basically granting you access to it. Look, look, we're this microphone company, this computer that we're using, the software, like all of those things are going to be portals into the metaverse, right? So there's going to be financial exchange going on there. Yeah, it's it's endless. It's endless. And it's, endless. it's kind of interesting because I was not consciously aware of like how big the internet was when it came out because I was like probably high in college when that happened. But we're getting to do that now. It's like we're conscious and we're adults right now. We're looking at this happen right now. And it's the same thing, but I just think it's way, way bigger because the change that's on the horizon right now is just massive. It's just so powerful. So I am, that's why our podcast is alive and well, and we've got some really, really exciting things coming up and we're not going anywhere. When Mark and I started this project, it wasn't like we were just trying to catch a wave in that exciting thing. So we're in. Yeah, I just think that, yeah, the sky's the limit for NFTs. And by listening to the show, you put yourself in a position to win, in a position to take advantage of the opportunities that are going to be here, in the position to actually launch and leverage your own NFT. So we've got some great stuff coming. Make sure if you haven't yet, you smash the subscribe button. Make sure that you leave a five-star review. It really does a lot for us. It costs you nothing. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. But it really helps Dragon and I to reach more people, to build our community, and to bring you better quant quality content. So... Smash subscribe, leave a five-star review, and we'll see you next week here on NFTs Made Simple.